Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, family. Welcome back to the Doing It at Home podcast. I'm Sarah. My co-host, Matthew Bivens, who is not here, says hello and hi and welcome. And we just both want to thank you so much for listening right now. There are so many things you could be doing with your time right now and that you are hanging out listening to us. And maybe you're still doing whatever you're doing and just have us in your ear or in the car, moving around, going here and there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if this is your first episode Gosh, welcome. We're so happy you found us. Thank whomever suggested it or however you found us. We are so grateful for that platform, for that catalyst, whatever it was that brought you here right now. And if you have been listening for 300 plus episodes, we thank you as well for hanging out with us, for supporting the show and being a part of this community and this family. We have a great episode for you today. We have a great birth story. Before we get into that, just a reminder, if you are not subscribed, subscribe on whatever device you are listening with right now. Subscribe within that platform so that you get every single episode when they drop each week and you won't miss one and you'll be up to date there. Also, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Doing It at Home on Facebook, D-I-A-H podcast on Instagram, and our private Facebook group is a great place to get connected, be more engaged in the community, connect with other listeners or members of the home birthing community, Uh, experts, birth workers are in there as well. So great place to share advice, to share your experience, and to just have a little bit more of that connection. So highly recommend you join that. The link to that is always going to be in the show notes of whatever platform you are listening. There's a show description and notes right there for you and links. So you can click that. You can also go to our website, diahpodcast.com, and there are links to it from there, as well as on our general Facebook page, on our Instagram links. It's all there for you. And the shop. So we are coming up on the deadline for holiday orders. So if you would 
like you're doing it at home swag to be to you or whomever you are sending it to by Christmas or by the end of December, you're going to want to put those orders in now. So I believe the last date for that would be December 8th. So you have a couple days on that, but make sure you get those in. Link to the shop is from our website, diahpodcast.com, or there's another link to the shop in the show notes, like I mentioned. And we've got your have babies where you make them, mugs and onesies and long sleeves and short sleeves, all the different kinds of sleeves. And we have mugs for your doula or midwife on your team or a friend, or even if your home birth was years ago, be a nice (laughs) drop in. Hey, thank you. Thanks for doing that thing. And all sorts of other great stuff in there for you. So go check that out. Okay. Today's birth story. Let's think about, let's talk about removing the word failure from birth. Okay. Let's, let's just do that. Let's just remove that term from anything related to birth. And that comes up in today's conversation. We're chatting with Lisa Vander Giesen about her birth story with her daughter Mackenzie. And Lisa was interested in a holistic approach to her pregnancy and birth. So she went online. She found a Facebook group of moms, if you can imagine that, that helped her find a midwife. And it was really important for Lisa that whomever she chose was grounded in their experience and also worked from an evidence-based place. So for Lisa, labor began after a hike, and after about 18 hours of labor, she felt emotionally and physically exhausted. And it looked like, or it seemed like, baby Mackenzie's head was kind of stuck in the pelvis. So Lisa and her team chose to transfer to the hospital. She received laughing gas and epidural to help along, and after a total of 27 hours of labor and one hour of pushing, baby Mackenzie made her arrival. And so we get to hear all of the details of the situation and how Lisa herself would plan for a home birth again in the future despite the transfer and despite some of the details not going exactly how she imagined. So this birth story includes chiropractic care during your pregnancy, acupuncture, hypnobabies, laboring in water, intense contractions, a hospital transfer, laughing gas, epidural, and doula advice. So thank you to Lisa for sharing your time and energy with us. It's a great conversation. Quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll dive right in. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Lisa. Welcome to Doing It at Home. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys? We're awesome. Yeah, we're fantastic. (laughs) And we're very, very grateful that you created some time to hang out with us today. So thanks so much, Lisa. 
Yeah, I've been looking forward to it. Yes. Us so too. tell us a little bit about you and your family. So we are a family of four, my husband, John, and then he had a nine-year-old, well, she's nine now. She was four and a half when I met her, um, a little girl, and her name is Indy. She's with us half the time. And then our new baby, Mackenzie, who is 10 and a half months old and will be a year in December. Yay, right around the corner. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So right now I'm just staying at home with Mackenzie and loving every minute of being her mom. Mm -hmm. What's one of uh, Mackenzie's latest tricks? (laughs) Sleeping in her own room in her own crib. Oh, my gosh. Nice. Get it, girl. Yes. Took (laughs) us 10 months to get there, but we finally did it. And, Mm. you know, that's just co-sleeping was great, but it wasn't working anymore. Yeah, I no, so. get it. Yeah, I understand doing what works for everyone, you know. And, yeah, and when you make those choices, I feel like everyone kind of gets in line and it adjusts, and you know, you you create the version in that season that works for you. Because I feel like those seasons end just when you realize what season you're in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, right? Oh yeah, they change constantly, and mm-hmm. you know, you just have to be ready to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. So for Miss McKenzie here, about to be one year old, what inspired home birth for you or how how did that conversation even come up? So I actually have a degree in health sciences and come from a family of Western medical practitioners. Um, And I just got... I got really hurt. I had a spine injury. And so some things happened and I just kind of fell away from allopathic medicine in general because it wasn't helping me. So when Mackenzie, when when I found out I was pregnant with Mackenzie, really my husband and I were pretty clear from the beginning that we wanted to do a home birth. Um, We pursued chiropractic all the way through my pregnancy And we really just wanted to try to keep it as holistic as possible, Um, which I got pretty good amount of backlash from some of my family members. My sister is a physician's assistant, and she was not too keen on the idea of me having a home birth. Um, You know, and we also we live in Idaho, so we opted to not do the anatomy scan either, which... um, was hard for some people, but that's the nice thing about midwife care is that you can really tailor it to what you would like to do. Yeah. So what we were just in it from the beginning. What were some of those big challenges or kind of prickly points? You know, you said it was, it was tough for some of the family members or people close to you around. What, what were some of the big contentions? Oh, I just think that it was really hinging on a lack of understanding about the training that midwives have gotcha, and the kind of equipment, you know? So just basically that if anything happened, the only alternative to complications would be that Mackenzie would die, mm. which sounds pretty dramatic, but that's kind of what it was. Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, we just had to work through a lot of that with people. And at the end of the day, it was just kind of about preserving my energy bubble and having faith that everything was going to be okay. You know, because I went into it like, okay, so I can have a home birth if everything is going well, if I'm low risk, you know, we can do that. And then if I need the obstetrician, like they're there for me and I'm not going to hesitate. So that was kind of my stance on the whole thing. And I think that that sort of helped smooth it out a bit. Okay. Gotcha. And what was the process of choosing your care provider and kind of assembling the team as it were? Um, I went online, actually, I went to a Facebook group of local moms that kind of follow more holistic lifestyle. And I asked who they had used and one name kept on coming up. And so I called her, her name's Brittany. And she's delivered like 3000 babies or something. So a lot of babies. (laughs) Yeah, we had had really good vibes. We really liked her. Um, we liked that she had the option to come to our house to do all of our appointments. So that was really awesome for us. And we just felt like it was a good connection. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big fan of, of getting online reviews. Like I'm the person that reads <laughs> all of the Amazon reviews before I buy anything. So having other people tell me who was the best and why, and just her name kept coming up. Yeah, for sure. Was this a Facebook group you were already a part of, or did you do some research to find this group? Um, It was a group I was already part of, just because I have my stepdaughter here half the time. So I've been kind of doing some mom duties for about five years now with her. And it was just a nice resource for me to have. It's linked to our pediatrician's office as well, who um, he's a functional medicine doctor. So it's just got some good info on there. And yeah, I really, I really like it. That's great. Yeah. I I asked because, you know, for other parents out there listening or soon to be parents, I've found Facebook to be a great place to go, particularly those groups, Mm -hmm. because you can, you can narrow it pretty like local and then find people in your area who can then make a personal recommendation like you had, Lisa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. The world we live in. I'm curious, Lisa, what were some of the important things for you, you know, boxes to check when it came to your midwife, you know, what beyond the the reviews and such, what was the connection for you that it aligned or what was most important to you? So for me, having a history, you know, with Western medicine and health sciences, I really wanted her to be somebody who was grounded in best practices And she was very much up on all of her research. You know, she was knowledgeable. She had all of the certifications. Um, She had a student with her. So I really like that as well, that she has an assistant there that's going to be helping her and learning. Um, And really for me, I think it was just, you know, evidence-based best practices. Because at the end of the day, you know, we can just do what other people have done and and hope for the best. (laughs) And I think that when you come into a situation like that, um, you get better results. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And, and so how was John in the, in the process and, you know, what was his level of involvement and, you know, having, you know, a, a child already, you know, how was his experience just throughout preparation and, and anything that he needed to either learn or anything like that? Um, well, I will say it was very different. So with his first daughter, she was breech mm. and they knew that from about 20 weeks on. And so they had a, a scheduled C-section. There was no labor. It was, it was a procedure, you know? Um, but as far as the midwife care, I think was a little different as well for him and just getting to come home and eat a little bit of lunch while I'm having my appointment in the living room, I think was really great. Like he really enjoyed that. Yeah. So that was pretty cool getting to hear the baby's heartbeat in the living room. And he really, I mean, he was great. He didn't come to every appointment just because there were a lot of them, but he did show up quite a bit and he was really excited. Um, we did a co-ed baby shower, which was really fun. Mm -hmm. So he was a trooper and it took a little bit for me to get over it. I was like, Oh, well, this isn't his first time, you know, maybe it's like not as special or, mm. or anything. But at the end of the day, you know, every baby is wonderful and new and unique and every pregnancy is wonderful yeah. and new and yeah. unique. I completely agree with you. And I really appreciate that you brought that up because we've actually, we've had a number of blended family stories on the podcast and, you know, for, moms sharing their stories who might be their first biological child, but not for their partner, you know, that could be a thing that comes up. And I don't think anyone's expressed that, um, explicitly. So I just appreciate that you, you share that because that, I mean, you're dealing with so many things while you're pregnant and planning for a birth already. And then, you know, whatever your specific situation is, your relationship dynamic, your home environment can have influence as well. And so, you know, anything that could, deprive you so to speak or or dull any of your joy or excitement around it you know is something and is something to address and give honor to how you might be feeling so I I thank you for bringing that up yeah for sure I just you know with living this blended lifestyle it's you got to be honest with your feelings or Mm -hmm. or they will eat you alive and I'm sure that's like with any family yeah you know definitely so Well, why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about birthing time. Great. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. So walk us through 
the birthing experience from when you realized, you know, things were kind of getting going? Okay. Well, I had been doing acupuncture because it was my first baby and I didn't want to go over. So that had been going really well and was super relaxing. Um, I also did hypno babies, which was great. Awesome guided relaxation every day. I really enjoyed it. And then I went on a lot of hikes. And so I was hiking up a mountain one evening, kind of doing maybe what my midwife had told me not to, as far as getting a lot of exercise, even though I could go into labor at any time. And I started having contractions. So it was a beautiful sunset. Couldn't have timed it any better. Nice alpine glow winter evening. And I went home and had some really nice dinner that my mother-in-law had cooked and kind of just flowed from there. You know, I went back to my house. Actually, that's not true. We went up the hill and looked at Christmas lights. And at that time, my contractions were probably 10 minutes apart, uh, maybe getting closer to eight. So that was pretty fun because we had Indy with us and we were able to you know, go check out the lights. And it, it just felt really special. So when I, I got home, um, I got in the shower and that kind of slowed things down a little bit for me, which I realized later on that water was almost too soothing for my body. So, um, yeah, kind of slowed things down for a couple of hours and then they really picked back up around 10 or 11 at night. So we were about, gosh, I don't even remember, like four minutes apart. And I called the midwife and we called my doula who um, lived down the street and they both came over and I started having pretty intense contractions that were about a minute long and a minute apart by the time everybody showed up. So they were really fast and really strong. And when Brittany, the midwife, checked me, I was only dilated to a one. Wow. So, at, <laughs> yeah, at this point, I was getting pretty tired. I think it was one or two in the morning. And I'd been laboring off and on since about, you know, 4 p.m. So she said, I think that you should get in the bathtub and and have a glass of wine and see if you can just relax. Um, and we'll come back at it in the morning because I just wasn't progressing. So I did that and it, it kind of slowed down for a while. Everybody left, um, the midwife left and the doula left which I thought was interesting. I hadn't really prepared for that in my mind that there was a situation where it would, they would just leave. Mm. Yeah. How did you feel? Um, I don't know. I kind of was like, okay, I guess like she, she really thinks this glass of wine is going to work. Um, and it did for about 45 minutes. And then I was like, nope, we got to call him back. So my contraction slowly sped back up to a minute long and a minute apart again. And at that point, they filled up the birth tub, did everything. 
And when she checked me, I had gotten to a six at least. So I think maybe the glass of wine did help a little bit. Just, you know, um, the old sphincter law and relaxing. So maybe that was good. Um, But I just kept on laboring really hard and wasn't getting anywhere. She just wasn't descending you know, I wasn't dilating anymore and it got to the point where I believe I had been laboring off and on for 18 hours and I, I mean, I was, I was throwing up, I was, it was not pretty Mm -hmm. and I just felt exhausted like mentally and physically, emotionally, especially, I just felt exhausted because you just, you don't know what you're going to go through, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we did, we tried a couple of things. It seemed like Mackenzie's head was maybe tilted one direction. I think it was to the right in my pelvis. And so she was sort of stuck there. And they thought that maybe that's why I wasn't dilating anymore, just because she wasn't descending. So she started trying to get the baby to move. Um, and at this point, I was I was pretty much a wreck. You know, it, was, it had been 20 hours at this point, and she's got a towel around my belly, and I'm trying to lay on my side and do all these different things to get the baby's head to move so that she can come down the birth canal Um And it just isn't happening. So they finally convinced me to get on the birth stool to try one last trick. And she actually tries to manually um, adjust where the head is. So that was kind of like my last straw. Mm. And, you know, they were like, okay, so you can keep going and we're fine. You know, this is okay. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know... It's okay right now, but I don't want to wait until it's not okay. Like something, it's been 20 hours, you know, even for a new mom, like I'm, I'm well outside the normal curve of, of where I should be. So I just kind of made the decision for myself that we needed to go to the hospital. I needed to get some, some pain relief and just the amount of time I had been in labor, I felt like I you know, I was ready to have that obstetrician on standby at that point. Um, so my midwife said, okay, get your hospital bag. And my husband and I both kind of looked at each other and it was a very sobering moment because neither one of us had prepared a hospital bag. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we were just so confident in the fact that, you know, I was like, yeah, we're going to have a home birth. It's going to be great. Like I'm fit. We've been doing chiropractic, got this great midwife. Of course, yeah. Everything's, yeah, it's it's going to go great, you know? So I didn't even think, like, we need to pack a bag. <laughs> um, so we threw some things in. My doula threw some things in, which was really, really helpful. And we headed to the hospital, which I will tell you, absolutely, I had the thought of, like, turn the car around go back home. Mm-hmm. Because being in the car was I was like leaned over the back seat of my car just having contractions and I realized 
that I really needed to vacuum back there. I just remember thinking <laughs> it was so dirty. <laughs> How long was the, the drive? About eight minutes. Okay. Okay. So not very far, but there's some sure, pretty serious long. roundabouts on the way there. Darn those roundabouts. I don't like I them ever. I don't see the point of them. I really don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, I think they might have helped because I was holding on to the seat while we were going through the roundabout. <laughs> and I think it might have shifted her head just enough. Okay. All right. So, so one purpose. Because, <laughs> yeah. And I realize now that... Um, if I'd gotten to the hospital and she hadn't been midline at the time mark for my labor, they would have put me in emergency C-section automatically. Yeah. 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 So I was so thankful that when we showed up, she was midline, her head was straight and I had dilated to an eight. That's Some, awesome. Something in the car ride, like just worked for me. Hmm. Um, so we did go up to, the labor and delivery unit and I was just a hot mess on the elevator on the way up. I, I apologize to those people that saw that, <laughs> but, um, they did, they gave me laughing gas and then the nurse anesthetist came up and she said the scariest thing I've ever heard. She said, okay, well, I'm going to try to give you this epidural, but it may not work because of the level of your spine surgery. Because I had a low back surgery and I was just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, okay, I just pray that this, this works. And it did, um, which for me was a huge relief. So I think we got to the hospital and I had my epidural right at the 21 hour mark and Mackenzie did not, I didn't fully dilate and Mackenzie didn't come for another seven hours. Okay. So it was 28 hours in total. Um, and I really had to work to keep my contractions up. Did a lot of, you know, nipple simulation. And that really seemed to help. So if any moms end up having their contractions slow down, like nipple simulation is great. Um, and finally sorry she's talking now she knows we're talking about her yeah <laughs> she decided to make her appearance after an hour of pushing um i was able to avoid pitocin which was really great um something to be said for showing up at the hospital dilated to eight i guess mm. and i i pushed her out and i heard the doctor say um, we have a double nuchal cord and I watched him unwrap her pretty extensively mm. and that didn't actually come back to me until about three weeks after she was born that that had even happened. Um, and looking back on it, I think that she just was having a hard time descending and was having a hard time managing the cord and she may have just needed me to lay down so that she could work her way out without putting too much pressure on that cord. Um, because as soon as I laid down and was able to be still, she was, she seemed okay. But even when she, you know, when she was in utero, I don't remember her doing like the flips that everybody talked about. Like she kicked and was very active, but I think she may have gotten, um, kind of stuck head down pretty early on in my pregnancy. 
So it was interesting to look back and have, you know, think, oh, maybe she, you know, just couldn't descend without cutting off her oxygen supply. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was, you know, it, it wasn't exactly what we had dreamed of. But at the end of the day, like, I just feel like there's no failure in birth and it, it doesn't need to be so like us versus them with, with home birth. You know, I, I really, I feel like she was such a miracle and she's here and we're both safe and that's just the best gift that anyone has ever given me, you know? Yeah. Can can you describe that moment when she came out and what that was like for you? Um, it was pretty incredible. I mean, they, they set her on my chest and I just felt like I knew her immediately and she started singing. She came out and she was humming a little tune. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And it was just it was a pretty joyful moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, it was, it was wonderful. I was a little bit sad that I may have missed out on, you know, some of the hormones from having the epidural and, you know, all that stuff. But in the end, it was a really great, wonderful time. And I'm just so thankful that she came out and was singing and was happy and strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so, and I think she knew because she was seven pounds, seven ounces at 7 PM. So I think that was her time to be born. That's cool. Wow. And this is the first time I believe we've ever heard a singing humming. Yeah. Newborn. That's really, that's really something else. Yeah. She's all, she's just kind of a little chatty little baby. <laughs> And one thing that you mentioned, Lisa, when you shared some of your backstory with us is the the plan or intention to do it again. Are you open to sharing a little bit about that or, you know, have you thought about that or what comes up for you? Yeah. So my husband and I have talked about having another baby and that's something that I really am looking forward to doing. And we both... I mean, he immediately was like, okay, and we need to do a home birth again. Um, and I said, yes, I think it's really great. I definitely, I want to have that experience for sure. And, you know, there's also this nagging little part of me that was like, okay, well that epidural was pretty nice. Mm. And some parts of my labor were pretty scary and not very cute. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, but it's, it's no different than the first time around either. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'd like to give it another go and see if we can, you know, do it at home. Mm-hmm. They always say the second one is easier, right? <laughs> I, I know nothing. <laughs> Honestly. I mean, I th- I think you could go into it with, with, whatever intention, you know, it, it, it could be in the sense that just because you've experienced it and granted they're all different, but just think about now with what you have experienced, 
anything, it's it's going to be so different. And yet I think there are going to be familiar aspects as well that, you know, you'll, yeah, it's, it's all, it's all a big, beautiful mystery, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. So we'll see what happens, but I definitely, I'm going to use the same midwife and, um, yeah, I think that she was, she was great and it was wonderful to have the, the midwife care after labor and delivery as well. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was really nice because they still, they still come around, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love how they can, if you choose, you know, stay yeah. a part of your, your life and experience and, you know, can, can be part of that team, part of that village that you can call upon. Yeah. That's amazing. Lisa, I'm so grateful to you for sharing your story with us and, you know, all, all aspects of it, the ups and the downs, and then with where you're at now and what, you know, you hold as possibility for the future. I will hold that energy for you as well. And, you know, you said, you know, we'll do it at home. I think you did do it at home because you know how you said there's no failure in birth. You know, you, you planned a home birth and Mackenzie had her seven, 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 you know, that she was planning too. So you got to plan a little bit of it and then she had her, her ideas as well. So somewhere you met in the middle. Absolutely. I love that. Lisa, before we wrap up, are there any final messages? Any last thing you'd like to say to the soon to be parents who are listening right now? I would say get a doula if you can, Um, especially with planning a home birth. I know that some moms don't just because you're at home and you have the midwife and maybe she has an assistant or a student. Um, But when we did transfer and it became clear that, you know, Brittany no longer has a scope of practice at the hospital. She doesn't have privileges there. So she was just kind of standing around and one of her other clients actually went into labor. And so I was like, you know, you can go, but having the doula stay on to, you know, go get something from whole foods or go get the tank top that you dropped in the parking lot and talk to the nurses and talk to the doctors. Like that really was helpful. So I think that, it's maybe an underutilized service. And especially if you do end up at the hospital, it's nice to have someone there who isn't so emotionally charged as the people in your family might be. Um, and I just felt she was, she was a really great resource. That's great advice. Yes. And very clear. Amazing advice. <laughs> Lisa, thank you so much again. We appreciate yeah, you. Thank you. And Lisa. thank you, Mackenzie for hanging out yes. too, girl. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Matthew and Sarah. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done... 
why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.